it touches is going to touch your soul even more because the rap going to touch your soul but then you have these melodies and these vocals like you say like angels in your ears that just make you 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 won't forget these and it's a cool contrast so contrast is always uh i feel like contrast is always good hip-hop hustle podcast man you heard it here first he's not playing no aaron's not playing no fucking game You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, Go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. Here we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. I am extremely excited about my next two guests, the duo, the the one and only duo, Gold Lemonade. And uh, I couldn't help myself. I have to say welcome to the Lemonation um, because yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't be doing it right if I didn't say that. But obviously, uh, is it? Lira Lewis, I was. I should have asked how I pronounce your first name. Um, it was perfect, Leah Lewis, exactly. Perfect, Leah Lewis and Jag and the duo, and they're doing something extremely unique: merging hip hop house. Uh, you've got a DJ, you've got lyricism, you've literally got it all. You've won hip hop awards, and you're like changing what's really possible. Uh, with regards to music and with regards to what people have been thinking. So uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you two on the show. You've had a big 2023 as well. Uh, been Thinking came out, A1, Tech A1 came out, like y'all just been doing everything. So absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you Same so here. much for having us. We're really happy to be there. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an honor. So we're ready to give y'all some secrets <laughs> <laughs> well you open the door with secrets i'm like oh, what secrets do you have to share <laughs> uh, not really no secret the secret maybe the secret sauce of uh the mix that we're doing is just that it's really uh genuine because i i came from the hip-hop side i only used to do hip-hop no electronic music at all and uh leah the opposite way only used to do electronic sounds so once we started working together and started making that blend, we just created a secret sauce. <laughs> well, I'm always interested in like the beginning because, you know, you two were probably one of the very few people who considered the blend of genres. So when you two met, was this like something organic or was this something that built over time that you were like, hey, why don't we actually do this? So um, at first we started to work together for another artist. So, you know, we signed by Jackie Jackson, right? So we met Jackie, we started to like uh, compose and write lyrics for one of his artists. And it was more like pop dance, we'll say, like most radio singers, not really club music, but it was kind of, of course, electronic oriented. But they wanted more, like, it was from the Caribbean, from, uh, like, like Jag, um, this artist. So 
they wanted something a little more urban in terms of your like I don't like this word urban but you know what I mean like kind of hip hop Caribbean uh, reggae reggae type of vibe so Jack was really perfect for it and we met at this time so I was looking for somebody to write lyrics on the beat for Jackie and I met Jack in Paris in a recording studio so it was so perfect and we started to work together for three years for these, these artists so we were not really working together we, we were doing some featuring we did maybe one or two featurings yeah we did years. we did a couple songs but we mostly was working for the artists and that's when we end up like liking what we're doing together yes. it was like this is cool and sending the songs over we was in france at the time and sending the songs over to the u.s and um they was like y'all should maybe think about a duo and thing that's they just popped up the idea and then we was like, ah, you know what? This is not. This is maybe. A, this is maybe a really good idea. So we slept on it for a moment. But then when we came over to the U.S., boom! That's when we started just like going through all the latest work that we had together and start like trying to blend this up, blend this up, mix this up. And we stayed a while trying to mix this up. And we finally we kind of searched for ourselves to the public because we released songs all along the way. So it was like searching, 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 just trying out, releasing, trying to be a little more conceptual because we always trying to keep it a little different, not to cliche anything we do. We want don't want it to be too cliche. So, so that's how we end up working together, basically, and then having that little sauce that we, that we created. Yeah. Because how long did it take you both to figure out your sound of like how to blend it effectively? Because I think that, I mean, from the sounds of it, that feels like it would be the hardest part. You're essentially creating a new genre of music. I would say maybe at least three, three years if we like since we are together as a duo. Yeah three years, I would say. And at first, we were more into a dubstep vibe. Yeah. So we were, it's more close from the BPM of hip hop. So kind of, we did this for a moment. And after we went more like with the EP, the yellows, we went more like radio song, uh, pop song, pure hip hop songs. And after like when we, we came back to house because we had a residency in LA for a year and it was more like a house vibe. So we, we went back to my roots, where which was really house music. And when we did that, like together, we were like, that's the song we really enjoying together. And we started to, to really like mix hip hop with house, not dubstep. So it's a different BPM. And uh, No Hollywood was really the revelation because like we love so much this song. And like it was our revelation to the world too because this song uh, just hit one million stream. We we didn't get any editorial playlist. It was all organic, all via TikTok. All everybody like was coming on Spotify and searching searching for, for the song. So of course they put it in like algorithm playlist and stuff like this. But it was really the revelation. We found our song. We felt we found our song, and the public reacted the best of our career. So. Well, like that, that's how we realized we really found yeah, out. Yeah, we knew that was the way because everything fell in place. Because when I was listening through your catalog, I was also like, oh, this is really cool to hear the evolution of like where you're figuring out your sound. Because very much at the beginning, it was like, here's a verse, 
Here's a bit of dubstep. Here's another verse. And so you can see the like the structure of a song in a way. But I yes. think now you've got a nice, it's like a cohesive piece. It's like you've got a real blend and you've been able to go along the way. Because I think that's the hardest thing to do as an artist is to be like, to, to keep trying new things. Because you guys have won awards. I mean, I personally, when I win awards, I'm like, all right, that's my formula to success. But you guys, you're like, oh, no, we've got to keep trying. We've got to keep evolving. We've got to keep doing new things. Yes, because yeah. we wanted to really find uh, what make us vibrate to the fullest two of us at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, because we both like different stuff on the side, you know, but like we had to find this one thing that's like one one piece of sound that once we hear that, we both get the same feeling, the same reaction. So it was really important for us to get there. And along the way, we got an award, which we're really thankful for. And it was kind of crazy when we got it because, I mean, they were in the in the jury there was like Snoop Dogg, there was like big people in Kiss the jury, Kiss like Richards, like, like there was big people. So it was like already they heard the project, and we know the project is like conceptual a little bit. It's not like some regular dubstep. The sounds, some certain sounds might be similar, but the, like you said, the structures, more rap. And at first it was tough because. People would be like, we don't know where to place this. They they couldn't yeah. understand like the whole thing. Like even for live shows, they was like, wait, y'all rapping, singing, or like doing yeah. a DJ set? What they they just couldn't understand. Like we had meetings with like big labels and distribution and stuff. Like they're like, wait, we gotta understand. Wait, where can we place you guys? So that was a lot of also uh, criterias and stuff that made us take certain decisions in our sound to be able to uh, pass these barriers and, and not be stuck like, oh, where do we place that? It's too mixed up. I mean, everything is a mix. All these house remixes that you hear out there, it's like with Drake vocals, with stuff like that. So why not make this an original song, you know? How did you both describe it when you were asked, like, um, where to place it? I like to say... Uh, like heavy heavy takeouts i don't know just i say that all the time some heavy takeouts because it's like oh like sometimes it will be bass house but like heavy takeouts rap heavy heavy rap takeouts basically and we found also like a kind of a name that we we loved it was trap house because like it's really it was really the the mix between the yeah. trap and the house and it has an image of course so it was kind of a good way to describe it after g house is a thing like bijou is the king of the g house that's why we look up to him like since a long time um like i'll say we are really unique because we have this hip-hop vocal aspect in the duo and on stage and it's really a mix between like a, a, a rapper, DJ, DJ, producer. Like it's, it's yeah. That's why we kind of unique. But G House is a thing. I was like, I'm a big fan of Skrillex. Of course, he kind of did it things a long time. So when we started to do dubstep, we are kind of influenced by him a little bit because he opened the door. Of course. Um, but yeah, yeah, Trap House is good. <laughs> <laughs> Trap House is a great way of describing it and yes. have you noticed that people have started to use you as a bit of like inspiration for themselves of like 
what's possible because I've definitely seen DJs collaborate with rappers. But yeah, it, it was think, already a thing. But I think this is one of the the first examples or first successful examples of actually a group being formed around it as opposed to just I'm a DJ exactly. and I'm just finding people to work with. Like you've built a yes. literal structure around it. Yes, that's a big point right here because so certain people might say, yeah, but they didn't invent it. No, we didn't invent rap sure. and electronic music. That's for sure. Like like AC Slater and Dread MC and all these guys, they've been like killing killing shit for years, like doing that, you know, but it's collabs, you know? So um to have it like you say, like as the base of the duo, that's what's different. And everywhere we go, we'll have a no Hollywood verse, rapping, jumping in the crowd, like keeping this other hype to the show, bringing some a little something else to the just uh being behind the booth and just DJing, which is super dope too, but we're just trying to bring a little extra to it, you know? Yeah. And let's be honest, when you go to shows, like how is that balance of the crowd? Like have you noticed a, a crowd? Like, because hip-hop crowds are, are different to DJ crowds from what I keep hearing is that like house and hip-hop, they, it's just a different vibe. But have you got like your own unique style of crowd when you've got your own shows? So what we would say is that uh, hip hop and hip hop is already like a mainstream genre. So everybody kind of like listen to hip hop in a certain way, like pop hip hop or like they know like Drake, they know big artists, Travis Scott and stuff like that. So Post Malone, you know, but so uh, when we. Uh, on the live shows, we feel like people who come to the shows, they want to listen to the house music and they want to shuffle and jump and woo woo. But when you <laughs> give them something that they, when you give them something that they also know as a reference vocal, it, it doesn't shock them when we then come in with our own vocals and stuff like that. It feels natural and they get surprised too because. A lot of people don't expect it, and once again, everybody listen to a little hip hop sometimes, so it all it it'll sound familiar. And um, but we don't do the negative part of the hip hop, which is like a lot of curse words, bitch this, bitch that, or like I have my gun and blah blah blah. Like we're not in this. That's not the mentality. That's not our mentality. So we just bring in the good side of the hip hop. The, the fact that you could say stuff, the fact that you could grab the mic, interact with people a little more, like all this, all this stuff. And then having the fashion side of it, too, that we love. And so, yeah, it's a whole thing. And people react good to it, honestly. Yeah. So so the crowd is a majority more of the house crowd. And then you get to to use the other genres. Yeah, because everybody also maybe at the beginning of our career we had more like a hip-hop crowd but more and more we were like what we really want like we really want to mix everywhere in the world uh me personally i had the chance before to uh mix in like great parties everywhere in europe and i really wanted like i really do this because of the of the mentality of this industry industry like this crowd they are like all about love about dancing together and for me electronic music is kind of spiritual like it brings people together 
um, a lot of people when they go in the festival, you know, they they it changed their life. And going more in the hip hop industry, we felt at a moment that we were kind of losing this uh, this energy, this this um, too much ego. <laughs> we were more like mm, do we really want to be pop or hip-hop artist or we really want to keep this electronic vibe to be able to live this um this thing so we decided to do more club music also to come back to this electronic music crowd because we love them so much <laughs> yeah so tell me more about that you said obviously ego you said that like it's a different energy with regards to uh, house and then hip hop, well, if yeah, you look tell me at, more about that. Uh, like mainstream hip hop is like even us, we do it a little bit, but it's like about bragging, you know. Like most, most, like most rap you hear nowadays, unless it's like rap with like with a message and stuff like that. But most of the time, it's just like bragging and like I'm better than you, and so this for sure. Once you start saying that a lot and then you actually get success, uh, you actually start to think that you're better than people. And then that's where you start to act weird. And then these people can't take a picture with you. You can't this you can't talk. You don't want to talk with this person. You don't want to do this. You like it gets weird. You know, like, I don't know. I think you're right. I mean, I've obviously spoken to a lot of hip hop artists and the mentality is I'm the best. And it, I think there's, I don't know, you guys obviously have lived it, but does it feel like there is a difference because hip-hop feels like you have to be, they always say it's a sport. They always say like, oh, it's me versus you. And that's like what's fun about it, but it's also what's kind of not fun for everyone. Exactly. Like once once it stays like to like skills, you know, when you're trying to prove your skills and you know you you prove that you're good it's different than when you just nowadays everybody get a setup at home a little mic uh software auto-tune reverb delay <laughs> a nice little eq and then you got a hip-hop song so it's like i mean it's just it's just a little too much you know if it was like uh like okay that's it has this category of hip-hop where you see people like that and then you have uh, the conscious rap and then you have the the chill rap and then you have like and then they all as big but the problem is that the ego rap is the biggest mm -hmm. so that's the mainstream and this is kind of affecting all the youths and it, it did affect all of us like growing up so and it then you gotta take a long time to like on to deep brainwash yourself from uh the the bad side of the hip-hop mentality which we think is sad because it's it it's only influencing. So you came out of, uh, of a, a fucked up environment and then you make it out and then you influence the kids that's still in this environment to do dumb shit so they could get in trouble. I mean, this is just fucking uh, common sense to a point. So when you're young, you might be dumb. But as you grow and you get success and you meet people and you see places, uh, it should just come naturally to open your mind and also take a step back and realize that hey this is not a good thing like there's some rappers coming out speaking now like meek meal doing stuff right now and and yeah it's just crazy like i think but who's pushing that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we like house music yeah you know 
but what is the is is there drama in the house world like have you all experienced any kind of yeah see the looks on your face they told me the answer immediately um that there is but like i'm assuming it's different than than what i hear about usually and honestly no honestly like i'm surprised like every like huge artists that we will look up to that we met they're so cool they are so sweet like so humble so nice honestly like we didn't need a lot of ego. I will say it's even the people that didn't make it yet that have more ego <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but um, no. Yeah, I would say uh, in the electronic music world, you have it's kind of funny, but you have this kind of manager, uh, this kind of surrounding around the artists. Uh, not all the time managers, but sometimes, and um, they have the ego because. It's weird because it's like, oh, but it looks like you want to be on the stage, bro. Like, you're just in the shadow right now. That's your job. So what you, what you got ego for? Like, I don't know. It, it gets weird sometimes just like in the industry side of it. But artist to artist, yeah. honestly, every relation we have with all the artists we know or uh, we talk to or whatever is like really like love, 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 always love. And uh, we really appreciate that. And that's why we... Uh, all we, we happy also to since we mix hip hop and house, we ha- have some people who like hip hop. Uh, we make them take a peep on the other side of like electronic music. Come take a look, bro. Come to a come to an event with us. We gonna play. Come hang out with us. And they they be like, yo, like it's so cool to be there. Like everybody's nice. Like that was dope. Like so it'd be like, yeah, it's not a rap. A rap show in the club where everybody's standing up and if you walk on someone's shoe like it could be a problem you know <laughs> and i think the difference with hip-hop i would say like in hip-hop only like the people that make a lot of streams and stuff are famous and able to live with this uh, career but in electronic music is a little bit more different you have the underground side uh, some people are like so famous like uh, in electronic music, but they can like walk in the street, and there is not everybody that recognize them. You know? Yeah, it's not like a so, pop star. Thing. Yeah, it's less like, of course, the big ones they are in the the big industry, big music industry, but there is still something um, authentic in electronic music. There is some people they hate uh, the radio and stuff. They do their their kind of alternative music in their room, but they have like a crowd a public they they will never be on mtv or stuff like this but they don't care and they can make a career of it so allow yourself to be more who you really want to be and you can make it on different levels you can also like decide to stay in this niche and uh, make money with it and make a lot of of good things you know so i think it's one of the reasons why it's still so cool and because people can stay themselves and they don't need to all run to the top of the billboard you know and all this pressure from the major labels and it's still a little bit independent and that's that's what i love too yeah i was going to ask about that i was going to ask that whether you think the independence of it has kind of protected the creativity in it i think so yeah yeah and and there's like um in the electronic music world, as an electronic music artist, a DJ producer, you want to sign songs to a bunch of different labels. So uh, you, it's like, a, 
you're already your mind is already open you're not locked up with one label doing the same thing and they want you to do the same thing you could just i could you could do this more housey vibe and then more tech house and then more bass house and send these songs to different labels that fit these type of songs and then have them release and then be because we like that's what we like a lot about like dj snake you know we shout out to the french boys mm -hmm. we really appreciate his uh artistic directions and stuff sometimes it's a little too commercial for us but like the fact that he's able to navigate through that and then come back to and do like the secret room with mala and do like some underground sets and stuff like that that's really a cool thing to be able to navigate like that so yeah electronic music will give you some more freedom yeah. and hip-hop or pop you have freedom for your creativity but it's hard harder to get a crowd like she say like to make money to get shows to be out there like is if you're not in the billboard it's hard to like make a living off of streams and stuff like that even for big artists like you got to really do a lot a lot a lot of streams to like make a living pay bills live do stuff uh save a little money whatever like to just advance in life is you got to do more than that so electronic music you have a little more freedom because there's different outlets different labels that you could propose your music to and you also uh could make a living in a cooler way without getting higher to this pop star uh level and some djs make some pretty good money uh and they have they have a good level in the industry but they're just not like pop stars and stuff they known in their industry and it's just popping for them and and i think that's a cool way to live life as a musician it's like having a band exactly. you know i feel like you know being a dj you, it's more of a party, whereas, like, I feel like because they say hip-hop is the biggest genre in the world, in, like, most consumed, but I feel like a lot of fans are passive in the sense of they may listen to the music, but they'll never go to a show or they just won't go to a number of shows where it feels like when you go to see a DJ, the people who are there and, and your fan base are like genuinely extremely active fans as opposed to passive viewers. Yeah. Cause they know they're going to have a good time. They're going to dance. They're going to party. They're going to meet people. When you go at a hip hop show, like if you don't have like 20 chains on, like, like you know, like, <laughs> it's a, I'm just saying the big cliche, of course, yeah, it's a big I'm going to the yeah. extreme, but it's, it's a lot in between, of course. And that's where we appreciate the in between. But once this extreme, which is you see it a lot, like anywhere you go and it's a hip hop vibe, like, <laughs> like say you go in LA, they had a, these hip hop brunches when we pass in front, it's like, like everybody got a Rolls Royce, they like big show off, and then like a couple hours later, you hear you hear like, oh, there was a shootout right in front of the place. No, 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 because some like some ego stuff happened in there, and then they take it outside. Like this don't happen in no house music event. And I'll this add is like have fun, so you know it's no risk. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> add like we really believe personally in energy. You know, we think everything is energy. And yeah. I think it's just logical, like when the music is super like violent with like like curse words and stuff, like it brings I, I can say the worst in people, but it's gonna bring your you're gonna feel maybe powerful, may in a bad way, you know, you're gonna be ah, 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 you're gonna 
you're going to feel maybe like a power in you, but it's not going to be the right things. And we yeah. think it's so important as, a, as artists, like you share your energy to the world. So we thought about it a lot and we were like, okay, bass music, it's going to be like big bass. So you're going to have this power. But on top of it, you're not going to say like disrespect your friend, kill, kill this guy. And we're not going to bring the worst in you. You're going to feel this power, but we're going to like, the song after going to be the happiest and you're going to feel the love. You're going to experiment a lot of different energies, but not the bad, not in a bad way. We always think about, is it good? Is it a good energy for them? That's so important. So we think hip hop nowadays, it's all about this very, maybe powerful energy, but very violent, very dark. And we don't want to bring this. Yeah, and there's a and there's a lot a lot of dope artists that is not to the extreme. I mean, if you curse in your rap, or like it's cool, like you can curse or like you gonna say you tough, and then Mm -hmm. nobody don't play with you. Okay, that's cool. But if the whole song is about how you killed someone, like is this is extreme now, and this is the problem with today. So, like if like to you listeners out there, yeah, y'all go check like Kaski. Like yeah. artists like that, like that's like you got you get content, you get mm-hmm. content, different type of songs, you get like as a fan of Kaski, like like you always get some new stuff, like cool collabs, sick visuals by legit looks, you know, legit looks that does a lot of videos and hip hop and stuff. So it's like really like some cool stuff. And but this is not put out in front to the mainstream because it's too much uh deepness in the in the lyrics it'll make you think yeah. you know they don't want people to think and that's the problem and that's why we um at least that's why sometimes like we be like oh this doesn't have much lyrics when we're doing a song but we like at least you just feel the music you could just imagine what you want on it and that's why we appreciate it with electronic music then always because hip-hop you kind of get in like you guy you repeat lyric for lyric when you know it by heart and stuff like that so you just spreading that same energy that person spread out. If it's negative, then you just rapping it, listening to it, doing the same thing and put it that same fucked up energy in your life, you know? So you gotta be careful. It's like little by little. You can listen to a trap song. I mean, it's not like, oh, don't listen, that's the devil's music. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. But I mean, like for the kids out there. For grown people, it's different because they could just listen to it without, yeah, taking distance from it. But young kids, they want to be like that, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I think it's important you added that last bit because I'm like, yeah, but I love the the violent gangster shit. Like, I love it personally. Obviously. Yeah. But I've been listening to it since I was a kid. And it's completely, I say to every guest, that is not me at all. I think. Everyone can tell that that is not me. That's not the life that I live at all. Um, But I do think it's important to differentiate between like, if you're an adult listening to it in the same way that if you're an adult watching a violent movie, you can separate this as entertainment from reality. But I think watch a scary movie or violent movie, they think it's reality. Well, I think the interesting thing that in music as opposed to in movies is like obviously in movies someone's playing a character everyone knows that's an actor pretending to be this person whereas in music y'all are yourselves but you're also versions of yourselves that you're not 
100% of the time. I know for an absolute fact that when you're on stage, you're playing this hyper, this like show person on stage. But then when you're off and you're at home, you're like, I'm still, you revert back to whatever you normally do. So I think that's what gets confusing for a lot of people, especially young people is like the version they see of you on social media, on what you put out there is they, they think that's just you 24 seven. Yep. That's true. And, and, and nowadays we starting to see a lot more people speaking out about certain artists and saying about how they not really like that. And, and for me, that's worse of a problem because if you genuinely like that and genuinely come from the trenches and then you had to go through some crazy stuff and that's how you built and that's how you talk and that's how you, you think because you was built like that. And then, that's you, you know, but then when you not like that and you you talk like you like that or act like that's it. Now you you this that's it. This is even worse. If the other one is bad, but this is even worse because you playing a role that people really think that's your life. And then you really influencing people and you at home chilling, you safe with your kids and your family. And you're not like having all these uh, girls or these guns or all these problems, you know, that that could come with it. Once again, that's the extreme of course, but it does happen a lot. I see it a lot. And where I come from, like all the youths, all the kids, they're like super influenced by uh, the violent music. And that's how they move every day. Like nobody can play with me. Nobody can look at me wrong. Nobody can do this because I'll do this. No, no, no. So it's bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think sometimes it's like, it goes back to also what's your circumstance of like, you know, what's your what's your home life like? I think that plays a more important role than obviously the music you listen to. The music is is like the soundtrack to your life. So like if it's all aggressive, if it's all dark, then it's more it's not gonna have a like positive effect necessarily. But I think that yeah. I it's weird. We we like to separate that like, oh, this music is good sometimes, this is bad, but ultimately like the things that really matter of like What's your home situation in life like? Like, what are your parents yeah, like? It, Do you have healthy relationships? And maybe, maybe to your point, that is influenced by the the entertainment you consume. Yeah, it's 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 you could be uh, good at home, but listen to that bad music, and also like attract nothing uh, really good to your life. Maybe you missing out on stuff that you could uh, attract way way more better things but you kept yourself limited i'm not speaking about you but in general that maybe listening to that gonna keep you in this mentality that is not gonna make you evolve too so i feel like hip-hop nowadays the today's hip-hop is a lot of uh young people music in a way because a lot of grown people like you will still listen to hip-hop but like the good ones i'll say like I, i feel like it's the not the the I don't I don't know how to say, but not the like low, the bottom shelf rap, the first one that you get, the the easiest thing that everybody oh it's, it's a drill beat and you're gonna say op and glock and then you're gonna rap like this and put out of tune and you know and it's like this is the cliche of it and it's true. It 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 does happen and we've been around it and it's like now that we took a step back, sometimes we'll be like, Oh yeah, okay, like we know <laughs> you know. So, but, but there's a lot of good in hip hop and that's why we, 
uh have this hip hop side because it's some it's it's uh about like the people who who wanna like spread a message and you know be able to say stuff and uh so it's a cool thing because sometimes you can't just say what you want with synthesizers so to have some cool be, being able to say what you want when you want on a song is is cool so we're really happy to have this side and also in the in the sounds that we use when we produce it oops we we will use electronic music sounds there's certain sounds but we'll mix up a lot of hip-hop sounds so that's cool too yeah and we like these days we really try to open what we're doing right. too uh we're gonna keep of course a lot of this hip-hop aspect uh just to give an example we released a few months ago a song on bijou's label discotheque but the club version that was released by dnd is really like club but for the live we have a verse on it so we're adding some hip-hop verse to some song that that we release without any any vo uh, hip-hop vocals but also just after this interview we're going to record like a gospel singer so these days we are like doing some songs with a gospel singer we yeah. did maybe four songs already with her we're working hard on these songs and it's going to be much more like gospel music so we are in a Kanye vibe right now <laughs> there's a music music <laughs> no. can I be honest though gospel like you know that no, it's not but I mean beautiful voices gospel singers like exactly. insane so yeah so, so house music have a lot of gospel singers and this type of strong vocal UK house uh, yeah. UK house defected records and of course they, they they work with singers like this since a long time but we really felt that we wanted to create this type of songs because the energy is so like amazing it comes from disco yeah, that, soul that, you know it's so that feel good music it's you know? feel good music like yeah. when you listen to this you feel like happy right away you know so we we work on more uh happy vibes yeah because as as time goes we realize more and more the effect of music so which could be negative but could also be super positive so that's why we try to uh we have a lot of stuff on the way that's really like uh uplifting and good vibe like you listen to it in the morning it feels good like you feel good and this is the type of vibe we want to share. You can we... make your child dance on this. Yes. Like, no problem. We want everybody to feel good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that is so cool. Like, I've I've personally always been a fan of, like, vocal samples of yeah. just, just there's something soulful, angelic about it. It contrasts really well in genres. And I think that the more people tap back into that, I think it just adds a really cool element to the background of any piece or yeah. any work. Like, I don't know, the contrast just always has worked for me. That's why Tupac stuff is amazing. Yeah. Like, a lot of his music is amazing because of this, the hook, soul. the singing hook, the soul vibe of it, the, the realness in his lyrics, even though sometimes it's tough or hard to hear. Uh, like, it's just like, real and then this this contrast like you say on it so it touches is gonna touch your soul even more because the rap gonna touch your soul but then you have these melodies and these vocals like you say like angels in your ears that just make you 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 won't forget these and it's a cool contrast so contrast is always uh 
I feel like contrast is always good visually, uh, musically, anywhere. Like contrast is good. Well, I mean, isn't that the whole like? Isn't that the whole way a drop works is through contrast? Is like, you know, I'm I'm taking off my assumption. I'm assuming, but like the the reason that that works, the build and then the sudden hit of like everyone looks forward to a drop in a song. Yeah, because everyone looks forward to that. But I feel like in a, an electronic music song, especially like a club song, that's the most. It's not the most important part, but it's kind of the. It's fifty fifty, but it's the most important fifty. It's fifty one and forty nine. <laughs> And then on the build, the build up in the verses is getting you ready for the drop. You know, that's how we look at it. Uh, we feel like it's not even a contrast thing because it's just getting you ready for it. The contrast will be maybe as uh, we always, a lot of people in us, we try to do a contrast between first drop and second drop, you know, so it could hit different. But like you feel the, I see what you mean. It could be a contrast when you're in a club, and then it's the verse, and then you don't feel no more bass, and then you kind of uh, like this, and then then it goes back up, and it's like, yeah. And and like when you say it's contrast, I I think about the song we are working with Timara, like the one that are like the heavy bass. Yeah. You know, that. Oh yeah. Really a con like contrasted oh, yeah. song, so. Like the gospel singer we just talked about. So we did one of the songs we did with her. It's like a very dark vibe. And she's doing some gospel vocal with a lot of background vocals, with like different octaves and stuff. And it's really like you have the impression to be in a church, but this heavy, dark bass, bass like on, rolling in the back. It's like the contrast is just like so powerful. Like we will send it to you like this. Yeah, yeah you got to hear this. We'll send yeah, it to please. you. Yeah, we're going to finish some stuff with her today uh, on this one too. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as it's done, we'll send it to her. Yeah, contrast is, uh, it could, it, the contrast could be, y'all listen to this good contrast, could be a certain percentage of the secret sauce, guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th I, I think it's weird because, okay, so I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. I am obsessed with the show Ink Master. It's oh, yeah. the I like I don't know why I don't have any tattoos, but I am obsessed. Um, and I it's just love the way they talk about it. But contrast is like what they talk about a lot, and I'm like, oh, but the contrast has to make sense. You can't be opposites for the sake of opposite. It still has to blend. So yes. like you know, then I was like, oh, when I listen to music, contrast makes it makes sense, but only at the right times and only if you really are active with it and you're only really um, directional and purposeful with it. Yes, it's basically not being flat. You know, if a tattoo is flat and it's just only lines, it's going to be only lines. But once you start adding shading, it's going to give it some contrast and some dimension. And it's the same thing with sound. You want to structure stuff and have elements come in and out to be able to give this contrast where you feel like it's, it sounds logical, but at the same time, it feels different, you know? Yeah. Leah, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned earlier on you've been to, like, the European parties and, like, is the, can you feel the difference between parties in Europe and then parties in the US? Is there a different energy or is there just, like, what? yeah, what's the experience like? 
Um, I think it's more a question of time. So I will say, like, uh, when I started to uh, discover the electronic music world in 2007 or eight, when I moved to Paris, it was really the beginning of David Guetta, laid back Luke. I was like going out from Thursday to Friday every night to see all these DJs <laughs> that are now like huge and that were like just starting. So electronic music, music sorry, electronic music was in a, like a, like one of the best places in France at this time with the Daft Punk and stuff, you know. And uh, it was amazing, really, really amazing. And more and more, like with the years, I felt felt like we we lost in Paris this underground vibe. Everybody like was raving and stuff. It was more commercial. That's why I did this project to move to the US at first because I felt like the US got back this European energy at the moment, few few years later, because it was a little late. And when David Guetta like started to be famous here and stuff, so they opened their they more was open to electronic music. Yeah. And I felt that I found back this energy from Europe before in the US. But now I heard it's been like five years that we didn't get back to France, but I heard that it's coming back and that it's stronger than ever now. So, so I I can't wait to go back and and feel it again. <laughs> yeah, we see a lot of festivals in, in Europe right now. That's more more, huge, yeah. crazy, and we just like, oh, we gotta go there. But the the, the US scene is is amazing, honestly, because like so much great events, all the oh, yeah. all the insomniac festivals, like it's amazing. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, and and yeah, it's a lot of of things going on for sure yeah i feel like that's when it becomes like too popular it always it goes away you know there's something about when things you discover it for the first time it's like small it's like very like niche and very specific crowd it's like a group of people and then all of a sudden it gets too big and you're like "Mm, it's not the same as it was i gotta go find my my little group again a lot of people going back or going into techno, I think it's for that reason, mm-hmm. because they want to be in something more of a niche. But in electronic music, there's a lot of different styles. So if you like play heavy bass house and stuff, uh, I don't know if they that will ever get so mainstream because, uh, it, I mean, it could happen, but Skrillex did it. <laughs> but uh, it's hard to get some heavy, uh, like, like heavy sound like like heavy sound. <laughs> like when you get that on mainstream right now they, they're more like that for like action movies or like shows and stuff like I that look martin garrick so yeah but he was more edm-ish and had a lot of like pop songs like yeah, pop, pop electro songs but i feel like heavy bass house is always maybe not always but it's gonna be like a niche because it's not like so accessible to the ear. It's like heavy metal, but electronic. That's how I feel like sometimes. So there's this genre of house music, like do it to it. And this kind of tech house, this kind of commercial tech house is getting really mainstream, you could say. But this is a lot of underground stuff still. So I think we still have a long time before like we get in trouble. <laughs> do you guys have a festival that's on your bucket list to do? Many of them. Yeah, many of them. EDC, of course. Yeah, EDC, um, top of the list. Yeah, top of the list. We 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 live in Vegas, so it's 
the local festival for, for us and it's been we we went three years in a row yeah, and it's crazy it's crazy yeah that's really somewhere we we can't wait to play and um and maybe uh we like also like day trip in la is cool but and in another genre like of course burning man so that's a plan that we have not this year but maybe next year we're going to try to go there spend a few days and try to mix at least once or twice a day you know and uh, tomorrowland tomorrowland of course because that's a european uh, biggest festival yeah um coachella has some uh, electronic music stage we had, we had some homies that played over there that was sick we Shambhala. didn't go Shambhala, Electric Forest for the vibe. There's a lot. Because <laughs> yeah. have have you guys been to Tomorrowland? Nope. No, never. Yeah, never. me either. But, you, you know, it's not really historically my genre of music. But obviously the more I speak to people like you, Bijou, and, I've, and I said to my friends recently, I was like, guys, I've got to show you a song. And uh, it's probably going to upset you because it's not, what we've built our friendship around it's not it's it's, li- it's literally just uh and and so one of my friends was not pleased uh by it but i was just like just hear me out because the things i love about hip-hop i can find in these songs like the heavy drums I, i'm starting to see things that i didn't see before and appreciate different music because i'm seeing the things that i've always loved just in other places but so I've now I'm like maybe maybe Tomorrowland is a place I could go. I always used to say a joke that if I was to go to like a, a festival or like a folk festival, I would bring my own headphones because uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me bump some some young thug in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the videos look amazing. From uh, you should from definitely go. Because as a human experience, it's, it's exactly. amazing. And it also, you discover sound, like you say, and you might appreciate it or not. And there's so many different DJs and styles that you're going to find something or something is going to find you, you know? Yeah. And it's what we were talking about uh, before, about uh, being becoming mainstream. All these big festivals, they are like so famous around the world. EDC had is happening in Orlando, Las Vegas, Mexico, I think in Asia too. So it's big brands now, but you always find some small artists on the lineup. And that's, that's amazing because of course they have nine to 12 stages. So they have smaller stages, but they invite really people that just start that doesn't have a lot of following and stuff. So that's so good. Like you go in this type of festival, you can see the biggest DJ in the world, but also go on some crazy little stages where you are really close from the DJs, really close from the people. So it's a lot of different vibes around this festival. Smaller vibe, very like, sometimes you have some little rooms that are very sweaty with everybody, like just raving. Yeah, once you win it, it's it's so cool. You know, it's not only the big that you see and it's crazy how... You don't see no 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 phone. Like people are not on their phone. They're just dancing. They're just connecting together. You have a lot of performers everywhere. So you and and a lot of things like fireworks and stuff. So you like in a dream and you meet all these people and they're all so cool. There is no problem. It is it's four hundred four hundred thousand people during the weekend. You, you don't have what one. 
I never like see your like fans, not much. Like, yeah. no, no, no problem at all. Like everybody just chilling, dancing. That's beautiful to to see and live. Like it gives you back like hope in humanity a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and you definitely connect with some people yeah. and stuff. Even say so, you go to Tomorrowland by yourself, like you're gonna for sure connect with exactly. extra people and then really like have some genuine fun. So I feel like if you was hesitating. You really gotta go do it. Don't like any opportunity you have to go go because it's, you won't regret it. That's for sure. And you go to more after that. And you will love more and more electronic music because you will understand understand it better. You know, like the fact that you leave this type of festival, it's like a whole thing. Like electronic music, it's not only about the music too. It's about all of the whole experience. So yeah. Go ahead and and I'm sure you will come back like really. A new man. Yeah, new man. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the Hip Hop House podcast. Um, yeah. Hey. yeah. <laughs> there is a before and after tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'll make you guys a deal. When you guys go to Tomorrowland, I'll make sure that I'm there for when okay. you both Watch perform. That's, that's the deal. Um, so <laughs> whoever's Sounds in like my life, uh, prepare for that to just so whenever you guys are like all right we're going I'm like I don't care what's around me we're canceling all my plans we're just we're just going I have to now that's love that's let's, love let's, let's, let's do, do it, it. let's, let's do, do it, it. <laughs> yeah hundred percent yeah let me let me ask you because I mean I've always wondered this but I feel like you know the there is drugs associated with that experience of like house music and you know i think and and i've always wondered in when you're creating music like do you ever think about that or do you just create your own music and you're like people will like it they'll experience it their own way we don't consume drugs uh we tried in our life of course but we don't consume drugs at all except weed um if you consider it like a drug <laughs> but so it's complicated to, for us to judge but honestly even in backstage or when we go there we don't see people consuming of course we see people high and sometimes like can be in a bad trip sometimes but it's not much honestly so we don't really have no we, we don't, don't. Really feel it's a drug thing because we don't yeah. consume so we we are not around people that consume really so yeah, we I don't think we can really no, talk we, on this because we, yeah, we don't, it's not we, in our part of our, our life and our we don't do music in the studio and be like, oh I like this bass when I'm on the when I'm on the this high, you know, like I like we don't relate, you no, know. No, we just do it, we do what we, we love to do, we do what sounds good, what makes us move, what 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 and music is our drug, like it's yeah. what we feel when we listen to, to the song, what we feel us, we kind of believe maybe some other people can feel the same uh, <laughs> that that's what we think or we send it to people or stuff but but yeah we don't think about drug first because we don't no we don't yeah but drugs. but it's definitely around and but not to an extreme for all the festivals we went to and stuff probably seen one or two times like people a little too geeked and be like they god they're getting a little weird you know <laughs> but most yeah. of the time is is cool yeah, yeah. Good, but so I mean, bad. hey, y'all don't do no drugs. Yeah. You could have fun without for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm always like, whatever. Do what you want to do. Um, 
at the end of the day, because I mean, it's it's their experience as well. That's the that's the cool thing. Like, and I've always thought about. Oh, I haven't always, but I feel like the more I speak to people like you, and the the more I speak to artists, is you are really giving a part of yourself to the audience. Like you're, there is something eternal that you're finding within yourself of like your own creativity, your own feeling. And so you're putting that literally in a, in a place where people can listen to. And the way they take that in is really up to them because it's like, it's my experience. That's now yours that you get to do whatever you want with. Exactly. And then, and you touch people when they can relate. So once is, is you get to uh, express a feeling in a clear way, even if it's musically or uh, lyrically um, uh, with a melody or whatever, that's when people uh, relate. And that's when I think uh, you connect with someone and then they actually get a part of you because it's also a part of them, you know? And then there's these artists that's uh, really just gone like that. So yeah, I feel like it's to connect with the with the people is the main thing, and to do what you love also is the main thing. So it it just goes together. Yeah, well, I, that's what's working for for both of you. I mean, that's yeah. why I started listening to your music, and I was like, all right, yeah, I gotta I gotta speak to I gotta speak to these two. Um, Thank you. What was the first song you heard? Uh, that's a good question. I think I I was on. I was actually on your Instagram first. And so then I just was, then I did like a deep dive and then I really liked discotheque. And then a one, I, I always look at the top ones and then I'm just, and yeah. yeah, just to be honest, it would started to become the journey. And then I was like, all right, I got to figure out how they did what they, what they're doing and like where they're going. And um, yeah, I've, I just recently been more open to speaking to artists like yourselves and I'm just like I should just interview the people I want to interview that that's like my new newfound thing and and so um yeah we have this hip-hop aspect for sure so we started like this we had pure hip-hop songs so it was making sense and hip-hop hip-hop is about uh mixing up all cultures too mm-hmm. like so it's about mixing up this the like different influences so I feel like what you're doing, going through different influences and especially like she said, like we came from hip hop and just moved on to something and kept this a certain side of the hip hop with us. So I think it makes sense. And no matter what, um, you won't be disappointed in the electronic music world. Most DJs is super cool. And and I think it's a cool thing to do that. That's what I'm realizing is that very cool, like very chill, very open, like there's no like guarded or anything like that. And I mean, you guys listen to the one with Bijou. There's no, he didn't hide anything. He just was, went on his. the man is a legend. He's a legend, like in his, like in house music, Bijou is Bijou. So when you meet him, you, you, you have the impression to know him since a long time. He's so cool. He's like, like no, no ego, just, kindness and martin Orger, this guy <laughs> he's the sweetest Just sweetest guy in the world like so hugs sweet. on hugs every time it's like Suzanne, 
Suzanne is Jesus. No, that's true. Huh? He's Jesus. The guy is bringing happiness to everyone he cross. He is so amazing. If you can like interview this guy, you're going to spend like a great, yeah, great yeah, time. DJ Suzanne. DJ Suzanne. Let's go, bro. So we just released on his label, The Hood Politics. And he's a Yeah, they have a bunch of... They be dropping a lot of, lot of fire. Yeah. Yeah, y'all go check it out for sure. Well, the all of my connect... So, yep. uh, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. But the, the weird thing is, so this is what I'm realizing is like, I, I probably didn't internally realize how big Bijou is. I probably don't really even understand how big you two are in a weird way. Like, I think after I speak to you, it's going to hit me. And after the podcast actually comes out, it's going to hit me of like, uh, number one, you should be way more happy and way more proud of like the people that you're actually talking to. Cause sometimes it's in the weird, I'm sure you feel in a, in a weird way, the same. Once you release a song, you're like, all right, next song. I'm the same way with podcasts where I'm like, once I've recorded, once it comes out, I almost don't think about it anymore. And I'm like on to the next thing, but it's always yeah, good you, to be reminded. You focus and that's a, a constant grind too, that you have to keep up. So it's like I think it's normal, but and then plus you before you do it, you already take time to appreciate the artist you're gonna talk to because exactly. you do a deep dive. So mm-hmm. you already emerge yourself in the artist world and stuff like that is is already a big thing for us because we always thankful for anybody that wanna take a look into what we're doing. So mm-hmm. it doesn't I don't think uh being big or small have something to do with that in a way. Like it's yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> well, my to be fair, my biggest fear is to ask you a question that has nothing to do with your music. Like, and then you're like, God, this guy never listened to us. Like, I never <laughs> want you to ever think that, like, oh, he's just doing it for the clout. And I've heard interviews where, like, the interviewer has never listened to the music that they're asking about. That's better, but honestly, we... we- always happy to present ourselves to somebody that never heard about us yeah. and send send them some songs. So we, it's still cool, you know, like uh, no matter what, yeah, but, but, you meet. but when the, the person like took the time, it's really, really, really appreciable for sure. So thank you. Thanks a lot for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, the pleasure is all mine, literally all mine. Cause I just found more music that I like. So, um, I, I more appreciate that y'all keep coming out with music, but I only have one more question for you both, and you can give a separate answer as well if you, if the answer is different, but it's the only question that I plan on the show. Um, but if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once, cannot be your own project, but can be any genre of music, what would it be? Me... I would say uh, Kasky, not, um, I think it's the name of the album is not even my final form. And yeah, if y'all like rap, um, I feel like this is uh, really a good project. It has different styles in it a little bit. And um, I don't know, I just really like this project and this will be the first one that would come to mind. Um, it, it's a hip hop project. <laughs> All right, we got one. Wow. 
it's uh, it's so hard honestly i like i grew up listening so much different things that made like me today like in terms of music you know what's your favorite uh project nowadays now nowadays it's complicated for me like nowadays <laughs> i will say one that just popped in my mind when you say the question is like dummy portichet you know portichet no no it's so it's, yeah it's a trip up um it's a trip trip up group from um I would say the 80s, but they they, 80s, they yeah. yeah they continued like in in the 90s, and it's really for me they came first with this type of trip up deep deep alternative experimental vibe, and for me they were the first one that went mainstream doing some weird sounds kind of and that's why I love them so much when I grew up because for me that's the band that say music doesn't have any rules they came with yeah. this project and it was completely crazy and envitating em you can say that in English hypnotizing, hypnotizing. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I take French words and I just put the ink to try <laughs> so so more like hypnotizing vibe and and the the, the singer Bess Gibbons she has one of the most crystal beautiful voice like yeah for for all music creators we recommend to go check it out because you could see that something could be legendary and su successful without having to be uh, a cliche and following the rules exactly. the cer certain so-called rules you know and it's so soulful you're gonna if you listen to it you're gonna see it's so soulful well looks like i've got two more projects to go check out um mm -hmm. and honestly as i said at the beginning I completely understood your French accent the whole time. So you have Perfect. nothing to worry about. I did French in high school and I was so bad. Like my teacher would always say, your accent is awful. Like I, it was, so I did it for three years and I remember literally nothing. Um, very hard. It's very so, hard. I forgive you because it's really, really hard. But honestly, it's not easy for me because five years ago, I was like not speaking English at all. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to express myself, but I don't find the words. So it's kind of frustrating sometimes. So that's why I stop. Or I, I, but she learned I, very quick because she really got here on, on like almost zero. And yeah, and we speak French at home, you know, yeah. so I don't speak uh, English all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I, I speak English because I come from St. Martin yeah. in the Caribbean. And over there, the, the island is half Dutch, half French, but people speak English. Like, since I was in school, like a little kid, we speak English. It's more of, of a, a Patois accent. Mm -hmm. So, I've since I'm here, I learned how to speak more, uh, I won't say correctly, but like more American. Like, you speak yeah. American. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and when you come here, you got to learn how to speak Australian. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. yo, we never, uh, you know, Fisher, the DJ Fisher. Yeah. He's from Australia. So we never understand what he said. Fisher, we don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your, your accent is really yeah, like, you're uh, straight, bro. Uh, yeah. I we yeah. can really understand. Yeah. 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 I, I don't have the strongest accent. I, I know, it, like, everyone's like, where are you from? They don't really pick it. It can kind of blend. Um, yeah. But, yeah. 
the US. Huh? You could be from the UK too, right? Or even from for the UK, he has a mild, mild accent. Huh? Yeah, it's cool. it's really but you straight, you straight. You could well, be I appreciate it. I'm glad you can understand me because I don't I don't want anyone to be like, what the fuck is he talking about? I mean, people like that because they don't understand what's the content of what I'm saying, but uh in terms of the words themselves, yeah, it's not the strongest. No, you're good. You're straight. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you both uh coming on the show. I appreciate all the music that you put out, the hard work. I'm excited to see how you wrap up the year. And as as I said during the interview, the gospel songs, I mean, they might be out by the time this drops anyway, but I highly recommend anyone to to check them out. I mean, you've got me as fans. And as we said, once you're at Tomorrowland, count me there. I'm going to be like fanboying the the whole time. But, um, but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for having us. It was like a great time. And like anytime uh, you want to do something else with us, like don't hesitate. Really like. Well, I will let you know, I'm going to be in New York um, in October. So if y'all are doing shows, let me know. Um, Maybe, maybe not, but. We might be in France in October, but not sure. Well, to be fair, that is way more exciting. Um, I only, I've only been to France once. I went to Paris and I loved it. It was so good. Um, so it's definitely on my bucket list to go back. But, um, yeah, as I said, it's been an absolute pleasure. And is there anything you guys wanted to plug? Anything you guys wanted to shout out? So like, just like we have, um, we have, we want to shout out everyone for just being awesome around us and having a cool team. And thank you to the whole gang and everybody who's following us. Like you said, Elimination. And uh, everybody who took the time to listen to our music, make sure we got these streams. We hit a million streams on No Hollywood, which is our first million stream on one song, which is like really Huge. crazy for us. So we really, really, really uh, happy. Everyone just, y'all keep being good people, spreading love. That's the most important. Listen to some good rap music <laughs> that will influence you and make you think on some good stuff and positive stuff you know and and yeah that's it y'all keep being awesome and thank you also for having us really really appreciate you taking the time means a lot so yes sir yeah i think you say that oh like (laughs) (laughs) i have nothing to add (laughs) thanks for listening to the show please like and subscribe and follow me on instagram at the underscore hip-hop hustle for upcoming podcast news Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.